Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. Today's poem is by a Welsh poet who you've heard from uh, once or twice on this podcast over the last couple of years. His name is R.S. Thomas, Ronald Stuart Thomas. He lived from March of 1913 to September of 2000. He was, as I said, a Welsh poet, and he was also an Anglican priest who, over the second half of his life, became uh, quite a popular and, and renowned poet. Uh, very well respected. The poem that I'm going to read today is called I Was Vicar of Large Things. It goes this way. I was vicar of large things in a small parish. Small-minded, I will not say. There were depths in some of them I shrank back from. Wells that the word God fell into and died away and for all I know is still falling. Who goes for water to such must prepare for a long wait? Their eyes looked at me and were the remains of flowers on an old grave. I was there, I felt, to blow on ashes that were too long cold. Often, when I thought they were about to unbar me, the draft out of their empty places came whistling so that I wrapped myself in the heavier clothing of my calling, speaking of light and love in the thickening shadows of their kitchens. For my comments on this poem today, I'd like to share part of R.S. Thomas's obituary in The Guardian, the, the, the UK newspaper, this obituary was written in September of 2000 by Byron Rogers. It's quite a good obituary, lots of great um, information on his reputation and on how his uh, acclaim grew and that sort of thing. Plenty on his cantankerousness as well. But I wanted to read a few paragraphs from the second half of this obituary. It goes, quote, Acclaim came late. Thomas was 42 when Rupert Hart Davis brought out Song at Years Turning, before which there had been just one book printed at his own expense and a few poems and magazines. Jean Bettman contributed a preface in which he wrote, The name which has the honor to introduce this fine poet to a wider public will be forgotten long before that of R.S. Thomas. There were some generous reviews. Kingsley Amos called him one of the best half-dozen poets now writing in English, and by the time selected poems appeared 20 years later, an anonymous reviewer in the TLS was starting to use words like major poetry. Suddenly, nobody was making the old charge that Thomas was a limited poet. Yet it was easy to see why it had been made. He wrote about the hill farmers he had met in his first parish, a people and a way of life very few of his readers would have encountered. He wrote about religious faith, when for many this would have held only an historical interest. He attacked modern life, modern technology, the English encroaching into Wales and the Welsh responsible for the decay of their own culture and language. There is no comfort in any of these poems. Quote, Too far for you to see the fluke and the foot rot and the fat maggot gnawing the skin from the small bones. The sheep are grazing at uh, Butchy Fedwin, that's uh, Welsh, I can't read it, arranged romantically in the usual manner on a bleak background of bald stone. End quote. The hill farmer, at one moment a cosmic symbol of endurance, is also greedy, joyless, physically repugnant. There is no comfort in the religious poetry either, and no answers. One, called Earth Begins, 
What made us think it was yours? Because it was signed with your blood, God of battles? Yet there is a grim compassion for the hill farmer, and there is the odd, abrupt burst of lyricism when the poet is caught off guard by the beauty of the natural world. But the tone is inevitably bleak, ruthlessly honest note Thomas now made his own. There is also a hardness about his rhythms and a clarity about his words and images that preserved him from the misanthropy and ranting into which some of his attitudes could have betrayed him. And I'm going to skip forward to the end. The writer continues, I met him when I was 17. He suggested we have tea in a hotel on the seafront, but in the summer there are many clerical callers in Aberystwyth. A fat man in specs passed, and I hoped it would not be him, and then a cheerful chap with a pipe, and I hoped it would not be him either. But then a third man came, a tall, lean, athletic man bent against the wind, and it was the face of poems. When I wrote about it later, I used adjectives like hard and severe and, the, and had the phrase almost predatory. By return of post came a letter from Thomas, in which he signed himself Nimrod. That sense of humor, faint and dry and so baffling to the young, was the strangest of all his contradictions. And that's the end of the obituary. I wanted to read that because I think that it um, gets to the spirit, it, sort of the soul of this poem. Um, there's a lot to say about the poem in particular, but I wanted to um, let people know more about this great poet who died 20 years ago in September. Um, I hope you'll continue to check check out his work. Um, and all those characteristics that the writer of that obituary um, touches on, I think, show up in this, this little poem here by R.S. Thomas. So once again, here is, I was vicar of large things. I was vicar of large things in a small parish. Small-minded, I will not say. There were depths in some of them I shrank back from, wells that the word God fell into and died away, and for all I know is still falling. Who goes for water to such must prepare for a long wait. Their eyes looked at me, and were the remains of flowers on an old grave. I was there, I felt, to blow on ashes that were too long cold. Often, when I thought they were about to unbar me, the draft out of their empty places came whistling so that I wrapped myself in the heavier clothing of my calling. Speaking of light, and love in the thickening shadows of their kitchens. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.